Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks. Us city slickers, there was no water in spots, so we'd head to the corner. Mr. Warner would knock off the knob what on top is of the we was Welcome, welcome, welcome back. All my do-datters, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. This is Dad Heart with a podcast. And as always, I am your host, Mo Green. Happy quarantine. God, I will be happy when I can stop saying that and everything is back open and back to usual. But until then, it is going to continue to be happy quarantine because if you aren't staying happy, then uh, it's going to get you down real, 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 real fast. So got to stay positive during these times. Uh, what is going on on my parents and do-datters and future fathers and everybody? Uh, everybody that's not a parent, how are you doing? This is episode 40, the big 4-0, the Sean Kemp episode, if you will. You thought I forgot about the basketball player references because I didn't have one for episode 37, 38, and 39, but alas, I did not. I have it, number 40, this is the Sean Kemp episode, Uh, and uh, welcome, it is week Jesus, it is week like 48 of dadding for me. I'm like four weeks away from being a year in into this dad process and it is crazy. Uh, But before we jump into that, as always, to connect on a fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod and check out the website, wedadhard.com. And if you're on Facebook, Check out the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Before we jump into this episode, I want to thank my guest from last week, Mr. Ruanga Samad. Uh, the second time I've had a evolution of a expecting dad who is now turned into an actual dad, uh, be on the show. The first one was my main man, Patton Corrigan. Ruanga was the second. Uh, his, his daughter just turned a month old. Um, and uh, we we talked to him about his experience, and I always love talking to Rue because he f- always flips the script on me and turns me into the interviewee, so he can take advantage of getting some dad advice in this world uh, when he's on. And I have no problem giving it to him. So check that out. That was interesting, especially if you're a new dad. Uh, that's that's in his time frame of fatherhood you know uh he definitely asked some really good questions um and kind of got some insight at least for me uh about what we did with my daughter um and 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 that's pretty cool uh it's the second time we've done that so uh that's always a a cool thing and, and and hopefully helpful um as a as a guiding light I'm not trying to tell anybody how to parent their kids I can only tell you what I did and so far it seems like it worked so you know, if you want to check that out, uh, jump, definitely jump back in episode 39. Uh, and uh, thank you again to Mr. Rue for coming on. Uh, this is actually music month, as I declared last week here on Dad Hard with a podcast, where I'm going a full month of music oriented guests on the show. 
this week is no different uh, as my guest is the band Yacht Rock Review. I don't want to call them a dad band, but they are a band of dads to the point where their new album is actually called Hot Dads and Tight Jeans. So they're coming on a little later in the show. I have uh, Nick and Peter from the group who actually were friends growing up together and have been playing uh, in, in, in bands for forever, even before the Yacht Rock thing started to evolve. Um, and uh, and they, they had some interesting conversation about their experience coming off the road and and now the duality of, of, of having to be continue to be a musician and stay in a creative space but also have to deep dive in hard dadding uh so that was a really cool conversation definitely check that out and definitely check them out um their their album hot dads and tight jeans which i just love the name of that album um is is available everywhere it was on the billboard charts in rolling stone magazine uh so they're doing their thing pretty pretty well uh for for a bunch of dads in in tight jeans over here uh and then of course uh later in the week they're actually playing their first live show since having to be pulled off due to covid uh, in association with live nation they're doing like a drive-in festival uh in their hometown in indiana so that's really cool if you're in the indiana area definitely go check that out um but that's coming on a little bit later you know this first segment is always about the development of my daughter and we've now officially entered her 12th month of life. She is, the next milestone is that one-year-old birthday, and she is making sure that we know that she is a big girl um, and, and that she is growing. Um, but even from last week to this week, there are little intricacies of her development. Uh, you know, I talked last week about how she's kind of now putting all of the things that we've been trying to like push on her or that she's been learning, uh, over her first 11 months. She's now starting to like put them all together and like understand things, you know, making connections between when we say, where's the cow? She now knows what a cow is or where's the dog? She knows what a dog is. Where's the baby? She knows what a baby is. You know, all that type of stuff. When we say, you know, where's your bottle? She, she understands the connection between things, right? Pictures, stuffed animals, uh, real animals in real life, specifically when it comes to dogs, you know, um, but now those intricacies, intricacies have taken a, a step further. And the most interesting thing that I've found that she was doing um, was actually told to me by my, my father-in-law, who was the first one to notice it. And what she started doing is turning things until the image is right side up. So now this all happened. She had a group of coasters at my in-law's house and they were all jumbled. They were sideways and, and upside down. And she sat there and went through each individual one. The girl is like 11 and a half months old, not even 11 and a half. She's like 11 months and like a week old. And she took each individual coaster and turned it till the picture was right side up. How she knew that? That it was right side up. I don't know. Maybe it just like looked right to her and she just got it. But it was the, it was, it was so interesting when he told me. And then I went over there with her a couple days later and watched her do it. And it was just so meticulous in the way that she was turning it. And she, you know, she didn't just turn it from upside down to right side up. She went, you know, she turned it one thing, one turn to the right. 
and then another turn to the right. And then she's oh, that's right side up. And then she put it down. Then she went to the next one. And let's say the next one was like, you know, uh, tilted to the left. She turned it three clicks to the right until it was right side up. And then she put it down. She like just went through the methodology of, of turning it one one click each way until it was until the picture looked right to her and then she put it down and move on to the next one and then I started watching her to see if she was doing it with other things or if it was just um you know these coasters and there was just something about these co- but then I watched her do it with like a remote she had she picked up she's she's really into picking up remotes and thinking that she's turning on the TV. I think it's just a message to us that she wants us to turn on the TV to either put on Sesame Street or Pete the Cat. But she's been now taking remotes and she'll look at them and she'll turn them until they're right side up and then start trying to play with them. You know, books, she's doing the same thing. Toys, she's doing the same thing. She has these, you know, picture blocks that I talked about last week, which is how she really started making the connection between um between things, specifically the animals, right? And she'll see that the puppy is upside down. The picture's upside down. So she'll turn it until the puppy is right side up. It is I mean, I don't want to say it's the most amazing thing cuz like okay, fine. She's turning until it's right side, but it's just interesting to see her do that. She's never done it before. Um, and it's just interesting to, to see the development and the understanding that she knows what right looks like, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, so that was a, a really, really, really interesting thing that she just started doing as far as development. Dad's out there. I would definitely love to connect and, and see if that's something that you guys experience going into this 12th month of life. If, if you started noticing that they were really trying to turn things right side up and understanding how, the, the right way things were supposed to be looked at. Um, I just think it's a, it was super interesting to me, something I never thought I would see my, my child do or like, that they they even kind of understood that, uh, especially not this early, you know. So definitely love to hear from any dad, any parent out there to see if there's kind of a correlation and and your kids did the same type of thing, uh, whether it's at twelve months or whether it's at two years, you know. I, just just spark an interesting conversation because just something never I, uh, something I never thought about, right? Um, the other thing that she's doing is is kind of all just kind of step by step more development stuff, right? She's being more confident in her walking. You know, and a couple weeks ago, we tried to introduce the walker and she was, she took a couple steps towards me, which is the greatest thing ever. I spoke about it on the show. Uh, but then she's been a little bit timid to, to stand up on it. Now, she's just cruising for a bruising, just pushing that thing all around the house like it's nothing. She's just a ha-ha, ha, until she crashes into something. And then she just goes down and starts playing with something else. But she's super confident. She's really getting into this this walking thing. Uh, she loves now cruising from one piece of furniture to the next. We have a round coffee table. She'll like grab on a coffee table, walk all the way around it, then like jump over to the to the, the couch, then walk all the way down the couch. Um, we were actually at a friend's house uh, over the weekend, socially distanced, of course, and we're sitting on, the, on their back deck and they have like all these kind of lounge chairs, right? And she's just walking from lounge chair to lounge chair, just like around the circle. Uh, it was, it was just hilarious. She's just trying to, 
to walk and, and, and use those legs as much as she can because she now can use them. So again, kind of putting it all together and I have this understanding that she has different uses of her body and she's just becoming more confident in all of that, you know, um, her, her obsession with both balls and bottles continues. She just goes nuts over, over a, a ball or, or, or a seltzer bottle, um, which, you know, at this point in time, as a, as a, as a girl dad, might not be the best sign for her teenage years, but, um, you know, she just loves having these, these bottles in her hand and squishing them and rolling them. And, and then you give her any kind of ball and she's just going nuts. She just bouncing, slapping it, trying to bounce it around. Um, you know, we're trying to get her to understand this concept of, of, of rolling it back and forth. She still can't understand the concept of like really catching it very well, but you know, she'll get there. Um, and, uh, you know, she's, she's been doubling down on her B sounds, you know, sometimes I think that's the only sound that she wants to make, you know, so it's been very easy to ask her, Hey, uh, what does a sheep say? And her go, ba, 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 you know, and speaking of ba, 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 she now has a new favorite song, which is Barbara Ann or Barbara Ann by, uh, by the Beach Boys. She, that song comes on and she just knows and she sings along with it. She goes, ba, 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 ba. Yep. It, she loves it. She's dancing. She's up. She's bobbing her head back and forth, uh, and doing the whole thing. Uh, Harry Belafonte, Michael Jackson, you guys have, Al Green, you guys have been replaced by the Beach Boys and, and Miss Barbara Ann. So that's been hilarious to watch. Um, she really is now in to waving her hands and screaming. Uh, I think that happened uh, when uh, she was at my in-law's house and my uh, my mother-in-law was doing it, just like being wild and crazy. And now she just loves doing it. She really loves imitating it, uh, which is just, I mean, the scream is blood curdling, but it is hilarious to, to watch a, a almost one-year-old child just throw their hands back and forth and scream and then laugh hysterically about it. Um, but the biggest development in my mind over the, this last week, um, week or so is that she has finally been able to determine when she is sleepy and ready for a nap or ready to go to sleep. And she makes the decision. We don't have to force on her anymore. There's no more crying. There's no more fighting back and forth. They're kicking her legs, not wanting to go into the crib, nothing like that. When she's tired and she's ready for a nap, and it's basically the same time, like every single day. It's like clockwork, right? At this point, she gets tired. She stops, literally stops whatever she's doing in the middle of playing. She's not rubbing her eyes. She's not yawning. She's not making a fuss. She stops what she's doing. She gets on her hands and knees. She crawls herself into her bedroom. She will stand up on her crib. She will reach in. She will grab her blanket. She will grab a pacifier if she can find it. And then she will proceed to lie down in the middle of her floor and put the blanket over her head until mommy and daddy come in with a bottle and feed her and put her to sleep. It is actually pretty great because number one, we don't have to keep throwing our backs out, carrying, picking her up and carrying her into her bedroom. But number two, she's understanding her now, her feelings and her emotions and her wants. And instead of just like, you know, when she wants to see something, she points at it and goes, eh, 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 and starts complaining about it. 
She feels tired. She gets up. She brings her little ass into the into the bedroom. She grabs her own blanket and she just is like, right, if you guys don't come in and put me in the crib, I was going to sleep right here and just lies on her back in the middle of the room. Just like she's ready to go to sleep. You know, it, it's awesome that she's now really able to to do that and understand that about herself um, and know when she's tired and can just take that action to uh, to to get into her room to to get down for nap time but also it's just the cutest fucking thing i've ever seen you know to watch this little girl go into her own room pull out her blanket because she knows immediately what she wants just grab her blanket put it over her face and just proceed to kind of fall asleep or or imitate falling asleep on her floor it's just hilarious to 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 see um and, uh, you know, she just keeps pulling these, these rabbits out of her hat and it's a surprise every day. Um, but that's it for this segment of the show. Like I said, and like always, we're going to jump into the musical break. And on the other side, we're going to touch base with, with the guys from Yacht Rock Review, talk a little about their, their new album, talk about their festival appearance that they're doing uh, this coming Friday in their hometown in Indiana, and talk about what it's like being a dad and a musician, and then also being a musician, being torn off the road and thrown into hardcore dadding. So we're going to jump into the musical break, and then we're going to get into Yacht Rock Review, and I will catch you on the other side. Come and take a ride with me. of Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, once that music break hits, you know it is time for the guest segment of the show. And continuing on with July being Music Month on Dad Hard with a podcast, I have yet another musical guest. Uh, With no further ado, I'd love to bring in and uh, introduce a couple of guys from the band Yacht Rock Review. Uh, I got Nick and Peter here. How are you guys doing? 
Doing Dad great. it up, man. Yeah, man. I see. I see. We're on a we're on a nice little Zoom call right here. We got Peter in the back seat with his kids, which is awesome to to see. This is fantastic. This is like true dad hard stuff that we're talking about right now. Um, how's everything going for you guys? Like, how has it been? Kind of getting off the road and getting into this quarantine and just some real hard dadding stuff these days. How's that? Uh, how's the transition been working for you? Uh, it was a it was a total 180 out of the gate. I mean, it went from lifestyle on on the road touring to 100% dadding. Yeah, like, I mean, the, it just there was just no traveling and uh, and we were home and e schooling and and all that stuff. So you know, and it, as we kind of have made it this far in the quarantine process, and we've been holding our uh, live stream shows weekly um, Nick and myself and my wife and, and a couple other guys in the band It's there's kind of like some sort of straddling between the two from home but it's uh, it's, it's just dadding mostly yeah, for sure it's not a bad thing no for sure absolutely not Nick, what, what about for you Nick man for me it's like it's daily whack-a-mole. My kids are a little younger. I've got a one-year-old boy, a four-year-old girl, and a five-year-old Labradoodle. And some, somebody always needs something urgently. Sounds like it. Like 7 a.m. until 9 p.m. Like there's no break. There's no uh, respite from, from it. You know, like right now I've got one upstairs napping. The other one watching a movie and luckily the, the dog is tired from the walk this morning so he's in there too so i've got like this little time window to talk to you guys <laughs> but it is um, straight up dad world yeah man that's uh, I, I, have a, I have a little daughter also my daughter is about to be a year old at the end of the month um so i know that life very 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 well uh it has been a interesting experience very much uh propelling or accelerating i should say my dad experience uh being at home 24 7 with the uh with, with the with the baby you know what i mean um but but it's great I, i'm sure it's i'm sure it's great to be with your kids a little bit and and be able to kind of have that time uh connectiveness as opposed to being on the road all the time yeah it's very different different than what would have happened like absolutely i was home for my son's first steps and i was probably gonna miss that. that's awesome uh, like uh and the way that my kids are are connected to each other now is just totally different than I think it would have been if it would have been normal life and preschool and dad gone all the time. So for sure, there are definitely some some really cool like silver lining type things that are that are happening. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I imagine I imagine it, it, it's it, it, while it's probably a difficult transition, I'm sure it's really cool. Like being able to see your kids' first steps, that's awesome. And like you said, you wouldn't have been home for that, so that's fantastic. Congratulations on that. We're trying to get my daughter to walk now, so congrats on those first steps. The big move. Don't be in any hurry, man. <laughs> Enjoy the lack of mobility while you've got it. That's my advice. <laughs> that's what everybody says. Um, so let's let's jump let's jump right into you guys right here. Um, the reason I, I really like I got connected with you guys and really wanted to wanted to talk to you is, is basically because the title of your new album is uh, is Hot Dads and Tight Jeans. So I have to ask I have to ask right off the bat, how did you come up with that title? We were uh, we were doing an interview in Indianapolis on this morning show and we were talking to the anchor and he had heard that we were recording. It was right when we were recording our album. And he's like, I heard you guys are making a new album. 
and I was like, yeah, you know, we're more than just a bunch of hot dads in tight jeans. We've got songs and ideas, and then, you know, a few months later, when the album is done, and we're talking about titles, and I was in the shower with my wife, and, and we were talking about album titles, she's like, you should call it that thing you said in that interview about hot dads and tight jeans, and I was like, that is a crazy idea. Maybe you're right. That's, so, that's hilarious. Uh, do you are you are you guys wearing tight jeans? Are you guys dads wearing tight jeans? Definitely on stage. We wear the uh, they're 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 pretty form fitting. <laughs> they keep us honest in the gym, you know. I dig it. I have to steer clear of the dad bods. Yeah, exactly. Um, or embrace it. One of the two. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I have gone the embracing route a little bit more, especially during this quarantine situation. So, uh, but, but I feel you. Um, I, I know we talked a little bit about it before, but are there any specific things that you guys are kind of doing to make that transition easier between touring musician and dad life right now? And also, I guess, are there also things that you do to kind of stay close to your kids while you're on tour and kind of straddling that line between musician and, and dad? Um, for me, the biggest we were on tour is FaceTime. I don't, I didn't have, you know, I don't know what it was like to be a dad before FaceTime, sure. uh, but FaceTime is absolutely crucial to make sure your kids still know what your face looks like when you're gone. For sure. For <laughs> and sure. And, and for little kids, like my kids age, it's just way easier to connect when they can see your face as opposed to just talking on the phone. So that's, that's probably been the biggest thing for me. For sure. And Peter, your kids are a little bit older, it looks like, from being able to see them in the car right now. Um, how, how are you? Are you doing the same thing? Is it fa- mostly FaceTime for you? Or is it? Or you have to go kind of a, a couple steps further because they're uh, a little bit older on the age side? So with my kids being a little bit older, uh, I definitely on the, some of the longer trips will FaceTime or call or you know try and make contact with them. But it's been interesting since I've been home so much that uh to hear my wife's take on it you know she's not used to me being around so it's kind of been an adaptation for her too right so there's kind of like there's system a when i'm home and there's system b when i'm gone right Right. it's two different things and when every time i come home or when i leave it's a transition which is you know our kids do a a great job i think but it's it takes time and energy for my wife to kind of flip everyone's mindset from when I'm there or when I'm not. Yeah. So, and I'll come home to, you know, daddy, daddy. And I'm like, well, I don't know, uh, you know, ask your mom, right? Like, I don't know what's your behavior been like since I was gone. Right. Or, you know, I don't, I don't know if you can have that. Did you get it taken away or anything like that? You know? So do they like uh, try to or, take advantage of you on that? It'd be like, like, have you ever I found where they like, Oh, they, oh yeah. So they could be sneaky. <laughs> totally. <laughs> They can be sneaky. So, you know, I have to, like, put up the defenses or just say I have no idea until I get back in the mix, and then I'm caught up. So so it's tricky. You know, for me, it's more like supporting my wife when we're on the road with, like, checking the emails and, you know, with our kids in grade school now, like, it's a barrage of communication from – from the school and from the teachers and from the parents that help out with the classroom and whatever. So it's, you know, I'm like scheduling soccer snack and swim practice and, uh, signing up to volunteer at school for whatever. And so, and I'll just, you know, when she's at home alone with three kids, 
she needs that help. Like she can't sit down and check her email. For sure. Right. It's, she can't be on her phone all the time. Like I am when we're traveling. So that's nice that you can kind of play, you can still play like the, uh, the zone defense, even though you're not even there, you know, right, that's yeah, great. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm just like from the sidelines. Yeah. That's great. Uh, totally. That, yes. That, that's the, I think that's the biggest thing that I adapted to is like finding that role where I can still be helpful. For sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah, keeping in contact with the kids the, the best I can. But now that they're older and they're busier and they got play dates and all that stuff, it's just kind of like get in where I fit in. For sure. You know, when I come home, thank God for technology, right? Where you're right. Able to yeah, do, absolutely. You know I mean? Yeah. That's no, that's really awesome. I'm sure. I'm sure that's also really helpful for for your wife. She probably really appreciates that as as well. Uh, if you can't be there, at least you can be doing all of that stuff from the tech side of things. Yeah, exactly. And just sent, you know, summarizing an email that takes seven minutes to read, I can be like, here are the two sentences that you needed to know from for, this. For sure. That's great. Whatever. So, yeah, it's 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 good. That's awesome. Talking about the the situation with quarantine, having you guys come off the off the road because uh, I know you guys are supposed to be kind of on tour this summer. Uh, a little bit how was how was that experience kind of just being kind of slapped in the face with kind of having to cancel everything and, and shutting everything down and not only going into hard dad mode but just kind of taking the the touring aspect of of the musician process or the mu- or creative process of being a musician uh just cutting it out of thin air it was it was pretty intense you know we were out we started to feel it a little bit when we were out in Seattle and Portland and then we were out in California and you know we were like a quarter of the way through our tour and we had invested not only in recording the album but we had you know pressed all of our vinyl and gotten all of our merch and scaled up with a a second van and trailer for a new light rig and new crew and like we had invested all this stuff into this tour behind our first real album and then to have it get cut off a quarter of the way through It was like the tide goes out, but it doesn't come back in, you know? So business-wise, it was was crushing, but it was also like such a perspective shifter, you know? Because you realize all those things, you know, when we the album came out, it was on the Billboard charts for a little bit, and that meant the world to me. And it was in Rolling Stone, and I was just like, it meant so much. And then when you shut it all down in the face of a global pandemic, you realize how small those things that you were worrying about before really were and you look at your kids and you hug them and your wife and your whole family and it just the perspective shift that it that it gave me in addition to like the ptsd it was wild jesus it was a lot now i mean how was that feeling of being on the charts and everything like that like you said this was like your first big album how was that high that you were rising uh getting on getting on the charts and being in rolling stone and getting all this buzz was that just like an unreal awesome experience for you guys it was wild it was you know and we're we're older dudes like i'm i'm 41 so like this is all the stuff that i thought was going to happen to me when i was 25 sure but being 41 and having it finally happen still felt amazing. Yeah, you know, it was. It was all the things that I had always wanted for my career were starting to happen, and then to have it get cut off through something like we couldn't have seen it coming. There was nothing we should have done differently. There was no controlling it, but it was still a pretty severe disappointment. Sure, I'm, I'm sure. Um, you guys have how long, how long have you guys been together as a band? 
Uh, Peter and I have been in bands together since we were in college. Wow. We met in fourth grade in Indiana, where we are now. Wow. Uh, but this Yacht Rock thing has been 12 or 13 years. Wow. We've been doing it. Yeah. And, and you guys have been doing mostly co- – it's been mostly covers. What kind of shifted you to wanting to do a, 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 an original album? Um, we felt like our fans were respecting us like artists and were coming to the show to see us. Awesome. You know, like it, it was about the music that we played, but it was also about the magic that happens when the seven of us get together and, and play and the way we approach those songs. And we just felt like – you know, it's not like all of a sudden now we go out and tour and it's only our songs. We still do – Michael McDonald and Hall you know, on the tour set, all of them, some of the most well-received songs of the whole set on songs, which was, I mean, like, unexpected and cool. I thought everybody would, like, go to the bathroom when we play songs, but that wasn't, that wasn't the vibe at all, so, so it was cool. It just felt like it was time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and so with the, with this pandemic hitting and just doing this new album and getting in that creative space, how has it affected the creative process of the band? Has it kind of changed everything? Is it more difficult? Are you guys just like constantly on like Zoom studio sessions now or like Zoom writing sessions? Are you still going into um, to writing new songs for future albums and stuff like that? Or uh, how are you going about the creative process in this uh, in this pandemic world we're living in? I've been writing a little bit, but it's been hard, man. Like I said, like with my kids being so on from, you know, basically every waking moment. And then by the time they go to bed, I'm wiped out. Like the, the creative process has definitely been slower since the pandemic started. I see some people who don't have kids who are like, Oh, I've written three albums since the pandemic began. I'm like, man, I fucking wish. Yeah, not- dude. <laughs> oh my god, it's not. I, I hear people talk all the time, like, oh, I have so much more time now because I'm not going to the office. I'm like, where do you have time? I feel like I have less time, not yeah. you know, like just being stuck in the house than with 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 a kid and and a and a wife working in the house all the time. I feel like I have less time than I ever had in my life. Where are these people getting these time? This time, I don't understand. Not my world, man. Not my world. <laughs> Dude, you and me both. Um, so so have, have you been trying to do anything specific to, to keep the creative juices going and keep this momentum going with you guys, the band? Um, we've done uh, uh, several of those, like, quarantine-style videos. Cool. Uh, that have been really fun. You know, where I'll, like, record, like, an acoustic guitar and a vocal to a click track, and I'll sing it around, and everybody will put their thumb um, on it. I'll come back and in. record I'll the video. Okay. And then they'll all... You know, I'll mix all the the music and the video together. We did a pretty cool one. We did a cover of Our House. Yep. Uh, by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. It was like our own take on the song. And I felt like a pretty good take on the video. But, you know, it's, it's a lot more labor intensive when everybody's working remotely and you're going back sure. and forth that way instead of just being able to be in the room together and be like, no, try that. You know, let's do that. Or let's get this iPhone shot a little bit differently. You know, like the... The creative process is a lot slower and less interactive in the moment. Sure. You know? Yeah. I imagine it's just met much more back and forth and, you know, a little bit, I would assume it's a little bit more rigid, you know what I mean? Because you can't just kind of flow in the moment there. That must be, has that been difficult for you guys or are you just kind of going with the flow, figuring out? Um, I mean, it's been tough. It's been tough because, you know, you're, you're like... You're not only like trying to figure out the creative process, but you're also trying to figure out like what do you write songs about right now. Sure. You know, we're a we're a good times band. We're a party band. Sure. And that's 
you know, not exactly vibe right now. So like finding your your happy place creatively is more difficult right now too. At least for me, it is. For sure. It's so interesting to me. I, as I brought you guys in, beginning of the interview here, uh, I'm doing kind of like a music month here in, in July. Where I've, I've talked to, uh, I'm talking to you guys. I've talked to a music producer out in LA. Uh, I've talked to uh, the Reverend Sean Amos, um, and that seems cut to kind of be the the real, the real uh, consistent vibe here. Is that it's a state of confusion. What what about for sure. you? How is how is this kind of How's the shift from from being creative and in person with the band uh, to kind of doing everything over these quarantine sessions and and doing things remotely? How's that? How's that been for you from an adapting standpoint? It's really difficult to to get to that space to the headspace. You know, it's not not only just the time and the physical space, but mentally to separate myself sure. uh, from the family. But, you know, and it, it also takes, like, it would take a lot of motivation. And I'm, I've really embraced this time at home. You know, this is like, this is such a strange time in our life that we never would have had uh, if it weren't for a global pandemic. And so it's been a, you know, there's been opportunity. And I've almost felt guilty earlier on in this. We were on a Zoom call. We did like a, a Zoom meet up with our high school buddies, um, which was cool, uh, to just see everyone, even though the vibe was kind of down, it was good to just kind of share everyone's situations and stuff. But I said, you know, for me, it felt like a taste of retirement and some people, you know, haven't stopped working, right. Especially the people, um, all the essential workers out there and stuff. So, but in our house, we didn't like our house, the whole just slowed down to a stop. Wow, um, because of what what I do and my wife does, and so, um, so I don't know. It's just really been embracing this family time and finding creative ways, like putting my creative energy into um, doing new things with them and and finding experiences and trying to make memories out of this. Um, the best we can sure because i'm sure they're they're excited to have you guys from both both of you guys uh i'm sure they're excited to have you around now all the time i'm sure that means a lot to them and they just want all of daddy's time yeah it's kind of become the new normal which is going to be even more difficult probably to flip back the other way yeah uh, because this the our touring situation has been so gradual right and and we've been fortunate to steer it the way we want to primarily on weekends to begin with and um, you know, we'd, we've never, we'd never been out for like weeks at a time, like we were about to be and, right. and hopefully will be when this is over. Um, but it's going to turn on like that, I hope, Yeah. you know, when it becomes acceptable. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be, that'll be another challenge for sure. Um, and, and so Nick was getting into a little bit, he is, he was talking about how he had younger kids. How old are, how old are your kids, Peter? Uh, I have two daughters uh, that are nine and seven. Wow! And uh, my son will turn four next month. Nice. So, what type of? Uh, I, I, again, like Nick said, his his kids are into napping and Scooby Doo right now. Uh, well, what type of what type of stuff are they into specifically from a music standpoint? Are they are they are they bumping the new album or are they uh, are they just kind of like ah oh, no that's just daddy stuff. No, they're super musical. Um, actually, we uh, we streamed from my uh, my in-laws' house last night. My wife and I sang from here, and uh, one of our daughters 
uh, sang with us. They've all made an oh, appearance awesome. uh, on the show, but they're uh, they, my wife sings better than I do, and they've got the the gift that she that she's got. So it's cool to hear them, and they just they pick up tunes. Like it's so funny, you know, if if I'm humming something or listening to something, and then later that day or the next day, I'll hear I'll catch them, you know, playing with their toys, and and they're singing that song, and I'm like, what are you singing? So, uh, so it's cool, you know. We're into everything that's from uh, from Disney uh, and Raffi and Shel Silverstein. Uh, you know, they turned me on to some stuff. They, they're st- they're starting to get to the age where they're learning music from their friends, nice, especially ones that have older siblings. Sure. And so they'll come home looking to hear a certain song that I'd never heard of. So, um. Yeah, and of course we try and put our influence on them where we can. For sure, for sure. <laughs> how, how many times have they got you watching Frozen in this quarantine? Yeah. Well, um, I've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> Extensively. <laughs> I, I had a moment uh, the other day, Emmy Lou was on a, on a FaceTime call with her friend, and her friend put on uh, Bad Guy, and Emmy Lou was like, we're listening to B- Billie Eilish, you need to leave me alone. I was like, whoa, I thought this was teenage years this isn't like four years old oh my god she's four already listening to eilish yeah she likes philly eilish that's crazy <laughs> um well what is so so your four-year-old what is she i mean obviously she's into billy eilish what is what what else is she into is she musical also is she, does she have a passion for that like you do uh she'll come in and sing on my show every now and then i mean she loves frozen and elsa and tangled and like she's real into princess stuff right now for yep. the most part. Yep. Um, and then she likes daddy's songs. Nice. Uh, mainly because they're daddies. I don't know like whether she cares about the songs or not, but uh, yeah, she's fun. That's awesome. I mean, I feel when like I, too early to know, you know, for sure. Yeah. I mean, my, my daughter's uh, 11 months and we, she just likes whatever we put on. She's really into Barbara Ann right now because she can uh, say yeah. baba That's so she hears one. it she's like yeah. ba 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 you know what i mean she loves it starts dancing and wiggling and you know she loves elmo and cookie monster and that's kind of a bad and pete the cat and that's about where she stops there anything else <laughs> she'll just rock out to to whatever we put on um you know i always feel like i always think it's interesting using music um and this is was kind of my inspiration for kind of turning my daughter's birthday month of July into music month because we've always used on the podcast because we've always used music to kind of set up her schedule. You know, we we have we have songs we play when we wake her up in the morning, songs we play when she goes down for naps. You know, we've been doing a lot of like Michael Jackson, Butterflies, and Will You Be There, and and that stuff to for naps and stuff. Uh, well, obviously, Raffi when you know uh, Baby Beluga is like her nighttime song. Did you guys do that also when you were? Uh, when your kids were growing up, did you guys kind of use music to set up scheduling at all? Uh, we do a lot of baby beluga at the piano in my house. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, usually Emmy Lou a lot of times will come downstairs and she'll tell like whatever her favorite song is. That'll be like Alexa, good morning, and Alexa will tell us what the weather is like, and then it's Alexa play Cinderella original motion picture soundtrack or whatever, you know, sure. like it's very much like a part of the morning routine for us. Are they excited for you? Happy? Uh, not so happy for you to may- potentially start getting out on the back on the road. I know that you guys are, are doing this first, uh, kind of pop up drive in festival thing out there in Indiana. 
Um, is that the first of many for you? Or is that kind of a one-shot deal? And if it is the first of many, are they kind of getting anxious and, and, and not wanting you to leave and, and go back out on the road? Yeah, they, I don't think they, they totally have, have a grasp on that. And I don't know that the big promoters do either. This event that we're doing is with Live Nation. Sure. And it's not like they've got weeks and weeks of this planned out, right? They sure. haven't just announced, hey, here is the drive-in concert series for the summer. It is just this weekend. Wow. So I think it's it's really a litmus test to see, can people pull into a parking lot? Can they stay in their spot? Can they wear a mask to the bathroom? Like, how can they control this? Sure. And make it work so that they can keep doing it? Because right. it seems like they've, I mean, they've obviously been putting a ton of thought into it um but uh you know it's just executing it so i wouldn't be surprised if they've got a lot of these kind of tentatively planned for the future sure um we don't uh have anything going on i mean right now our calendar is it is just uh amorphous i mean it is just who knows right for sure that's everybody's calendar things are coming and going and they, they don't really have any expectations right now in terms of of us getting back to work so for sure is your family coming to see the uh see the show yeah are yeah. they excited yeah are you yeah. excited to have them they, there they love it that's yeah, awesome always that's always. awesome do they do this is also the other interesting thing that i like asking musicians and entertainers do they think you're like the coolest person in the world because you are you are a musician and like you perform in front of people or to, or to them are you just dad just dad for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, but they, you know, they, so they've been, a lot of the places we play, kids can't come out, right? Sure. We play bars on the weekends or, you know, we play late at night. So, but that as we've progressed and they've grown up, uh, you know, early on when my kids were younger, they were coming to see us at like the block party. Or nice. This, you know, more of the community neighborhood show on some tiny stage. Um, but now is we progress to bigger stages and bigger venues. I can see a little sparkle in their eye. Like, that's awesome. oh yeah, this is, this is feels like the one that I watched, uh, on TV or something like that. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. That's really cool. That must be awesome to, to be able to have, give you an extra little bit of motivation to like put on a really good show. Cause your, right. cause your kids are there, you know? Yeah. Just trying to impress them. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Forget everybody else. Let's just impress your kids. You know, that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, well, we're going to wrap up here in a little bit. What I like to do at the end of every guest dad that I have is, is throw at them two questions. So I'm, I'm going to throw them at you. Um, first one is, what has been your favorite thing about being a dad or favorite experience that you've had as a dad? Oh, man. The, probably my favorite is when we're on tour and we come home and I walk in the door and to see my daughter smile and be like, daddy, and run towards me and give me a big hug like that. There's no feeling that can replicate that in the entire universe for me. That's like the best. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. The, the coming home and smile has, has been has been a big one in, in a lot of conversations. And what about you, Peter? What's been uh, your kind of favorite experience about uh, the fatherhood adventure? You know, did, the, the love that you get back from your kids is just unparalleled. It is so innocent, you know. Um, it's like in the way that a, a dog loves its owner almost, but where it's just, uh, it's just so pure. Yeah. And so, like, any, any, like the little moments like that, and as they get older, and they all communicate in different ways, right? So, um, the snuggles and, or, you know, just, 
like when Nick said, when they when they see you after you've been gone or whatever, and their eyes light up, like um, just seeing seeing that you you can make them happy just by being you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, th- those are all all those moments. Throughout sure. the day, all the little moments. For sure, and I'm sure you're getting a lot of them now with with being around yeah. all the time, which is awesome. It's yeah, awesome. it's great. Yeah. And the the second question I throw out there is it's kind of a selfish reason, so that I can learn for myself. But what's been kind of the if you had a piece of advice to give to to a dad behind you in the process or a new dad like um, you know somebody like myself, uh, what would be the, that that kind of piece of advice that that you could give given your your experience already as a dad? Uh, you know, having three kids now, it's, I, I know very well that every kid is different, right? That every kid is their own individual. So they, uh, your expectations, you, you can't have any expectations across the board. Um, even when you like, and you can't compare your kid to someone else's kid or sure. you can't compare someone else's parenting to your parenting because you don't know their, their kid. And you, and so um, yeah, it's just dealing with the, with individuals, and I think that it's important to figure out how to understand each individual and help them grow in the way that they grow best. Because um, they'll have different likes and uh, different ways of communicating and loving and receiving love, and you know, different disciplines work with different kids. And it's like you just gotta, you know, it's every it's. It's like, uh, you know, if they were, if it, if kids were like Nintendo, they're all separate cartridges, right? They're all different such games. Such a good analogy. It's not, just this, it's not the same game. Oh, that is such a great kid. analogy. I love it. I so, love it. You know, you just gotta you gotta figure out each one separately. For sure. That you're you're absolutely right. I, I I talk to my friends about this all the time. You know, one of one of us has two kids, and and they're three and almost two years old. And so we always go to him for the questions. He's like, dude, I don't know. Like, you gotta just like read your kid. You got there. Every kid's different. Like, I can tell you what we did, but I can't right. tell you what to do. You know, yeah. uh, which is also kind of the 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 reason why I love talking to dads on on the podcast because every one of us we are all dads. We go through the same development process with our kids, but all of our kids are so different. So how you have to handle it is just, it, it, there's a world of difference between the two. So I love getting the different perspectives from everybody. Uh, so thank you for that. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think that's the, that's really the, the number one thing to know as a dad is just like, just gotta, you know, your kid is different. You gotta give them what they need. Now, Nick, I'm gonna throw the same question back over to you. What's like the biggest piece of advice that you could give for a dad that's behind you in this in this fatherhood journey, um, or like a new dad in general, um, etc. Of, of everything you've learned and, and done as a dad, what's kind of your biggest piece of advice that you can give? Um, I don't know. The, the piece of advice that I try to always remind myself is: it's so easy to get caught up in like what other people are doing, especially during this pandemic, like overachieving parents that are taking their kids a thousand places or doing, you know, eight hours of school a day or whatever it is. And, and I guess where I found peace with it is that as long as you're spending time and engaging with your kids in a real way, you don't have to live up to any standard of anything that anybody else is doing or any timeline for your kid for walking or talking or, or whatever other milestone you set. None of that really matters as long as you're there and giving your kid 
best you that you can be in the, in the time that you have with them, you know? That's fantastic. I, I, I agree 100%. My wife and I say that all the time is like engaging with, with your kid is kind of like the best thing that you can possibly do both for you and for them. So I, I'm with you 100% on that one. Yeah, it's easy to know but hard to internalize. So it's like an everyday battle, you know? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. You know? Um, well, dude, thank you, thank you so much for take, for taking the time, and and uh, I know I caught you on the way back from from the four wheel trip, so I, I apologize yeah. for apologize for that, but that was quintessential dadding hard right there. Uh, I love totally. it. That's awesome. Yeah, I was back there like passing out peanut butter and jelly, <laughs> doing the whole thing. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. Uh, well, thank you very much, and and again, congratulations on the on the success of the album. It's been really fantastic. Um, enjoy the kids while you guys are while you guys are home, and good luck on Friday. Cool. Thanks, Mo. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good one. Cheers, man. Thanks for having absolutely, me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was the band Yacht Rock Review uh, talking to us here on Dad Har with the podcast. Uh, got Nick and Peter from the group, uh, two basically original members of the band, knowing knowing each other and playing together since they were very little kids back in Indiana. Uh, so definitely check out their album, Hot Dads in Tight Jeans. And if you are in Indiana listening, uh, go check them out at the at the uh, driving festival that they're playing this week. Uh, but definitely check out the album; it's fantastic. Uh, definitely, definitely dad party music, which is which is really awesome. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for taking the time and. And that'll be all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod. And check out the website, wedadhard.com, where this episode will, blam, be right there at the top. And you can listen to the entire catalog. We are also available on all platforms where you can get your podcast. And if you're choosing another platform, definitely hit us with a five-star, five-star, five-star and shoot a review. Uh, That's all for us. Until next week, same dad hard time, same dad hard place. That's all for us. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. Talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking.